This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, I'm sitting here in a place that I have never been in the city of Annapolis. I'm up on the, I think, third floor of the William Peca house. Second floor. Second floor. Good guess. <laughs> over, over the kitchen in what may have been staff or potentially slaves quarters, correct? This is potentially where it's directly above the kitchen. Um, so this office space um, back in the days of William Peca, um, it's highly likely that it was used um, for quarters for uh, the servants, including uh, enslaved people here in Annapolis in, in the William Peca house serving here. Yep. Right. Well, that voice that you hear is not the ghost of William Pacup, for sure. That is Mary Angela Hardwick, who is the vice president of education here at Annapolis, historic Annapolis. Did I get the title right? You did. I am the VP of Education and Interpretation for uh, Historic Annapolis, and my offices are indeed right here uh, in the uh, William Peca house. It's a beautiful office. It's. it's I, I was just before we started recording, I said, I think this is the coolest office in town. You know, um, HA has a lot of wonderful properties. So the offices over at Shiplap are very special and unique as well. Um, you know, part of our mission uh, is to preserve and protect those incredible historic properties. And um, we're very, very fortunate as staff um, to have some of our offices in some of those really special places like the William Peca House and Shiplap House on Pinckney Street. Well, you have been with Historic Annapolis for three years, and you were somewhat brought in this. The purpose of this discussion today is actually of the fabulous new museum that just recently opened up down at the bottom of Main Street. And you were somewhat brought in to spearhead that, correct? So, yes, when I was hired um, as the VP of Education, and so my uh, primary responsibilities are the educational programs of Historic Annapolis. And at the time that I was hired, a top priority was to finish the work of the Museum of Historic Annapolis at 99 Main Street. And uh, the organization had been working on this project. Uh, my background, most of my career has been spent in museum education and in the creation of historical museums, including I was very fortunate to start my career working on the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island restoration projects. Um, and so, you know, with that background, um, I was very excited to accept the position and to make uh, a primary focus of my work, um, the development of the script for the new museum and then to work with the exhibit designers as well as the exhibit fabricators um, to ultimately design, fabricate, and install uh, the new museum. Well, okay, you're obviously a little bit biased because of your position here with Historic Annapolis, but as if you take that hat off and as an historian yourself and educator yourself, is Annapolis like a gem of a of a place for a person like you, an historian? It really is. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate. I've worked in a lot of wonderful places. Um, but Annapolis is really super special. Like, I'm really delighted that at this point in my career, to be here in Annapolis, in this amazing historic city, where everywhere you walk, you're surrounded by history, um, and to be at historic Annapolis, um, doing this work um, to help create wonderful education programs uh, for the public, for uh, not only residents here in Annapolis, um, but for all of the Annapolis visitors. Right. Well, Mary Angela, I want to talk about the Historic Annapolis Museum, which uh, has a, and I don't want to say it's an exhibit because it's a permanent exhibit, correct? With it's it's this- a permanent exhibition that fills the entire building. So it's it's not just like a one-room temporary exhibit. It is a three-floor exhibit that fills the entire museum space. Well, this is the one that just opened up, and is at 99 Main Street, which is right at the corner of Main and Green, and it's called Annapolis, an American Story. And 
It sounds pretty, um, and I, I will say this is a fabulous museum. We had a chance to tour it, I guess, back in December as it was doing a soft opening. It just had a full-time seven days a week opening probably about three weeks ago. And it is an amazing, amazing museum. And, you know, we really wanted to talk about it. And if, you know, you talk about when I was walking through, I mean, you looked, you've got the, the welcoming video, you, you know, from there that it sort of explains the history of Annapolis from way back when up to, and what you're going to be able to see. And it gives you that amazing flyover, right? I mean, what mm -hmm. I think is so beautiful about um, the film is all that amazing footage that where you fly over Annapolis and you see all of these historic sites and you see how in close proximity they all are, the Naval Academy to the State House, to the Banneker Douglas Museum, and how beautiful beautiful the city is. Well, it, tru it truly is. And you, you go into the lobby, you've got the uh, each room, I guess, and, and I'm probably going to screw this up and you'll correct me, I'm sure, but each room is set up sort of as a timeline as you're going through different eras of Annapolis history. Uh, that's right. It's a it's it's a chronological exhibit um, that's designed to be self guided for visitors to spend as much uh, or as little time as they want. If you don't want a quick spotlighted overview of the city, you know you can move very quickly through the museum. If you want to do a deeper dive and you know read every single label and and caption of every image, um, there's a, you know a robust story within it. So it, it's really designed to be self guided uh, based on visitors' interests, and it is a spotlighted chronological story that's illustrated by beautiful images, as well as some amazing um, iconic objects, including the original acorn from the stop from the top of the state house. I remember reading about that when it came in, uh, in, in the Capitol. It was the old wooden acorn that had been in storage for years and years and years, and you snagged it. We did. It, you know, it was in storage. Um, you know, the, the new one, obviously, on top of the State House today is is a replica. Um, the, the one that we have on the museum uh, needed replacement. Um, and to basically be able to bring that object back out of storage so that visitors can really see it close up um, and even to understand that it's an acorn, you know, and what that symbolism was, a symbolism of knowledge, of wisdom, um, and why, you know, that particular symbol would have been chosen uh, for the top of the State House. And then to encourage visitors um, to go from our museum up to the state house itself and to visit that incredibly special place. Well, that's one of the interesting things is that, you know, Annapolis is a living museum. Uh, the city is itself. It's, we call uh, it a, a, a museum without walls, that basically I, you walk a, around the city and, you know, all of history surrounds you in, 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 in Annapolis. Well, and it's difficult to contain it within four walls or eight walls or whatever, three floors or whatever you've got at 99 right. Main Street. And one of the things that struck me as I was going through and is to look out the windows and then look down at the windowsill beneath you. Um, because we are a very compact town, the the, the core of the historic town, okay? Now, the, obviously, the town expands a lot further, and the history goes beyond just this little two circles and a couple spokes going out. Um, but as, you know, as the center, as you look down, you look out the window and you see Ego Alley and City Dock, and you can learn about, you know, the canneries that were there, the oysters, the boats, uh, you know, the work boats exactly. and everything so we else. we have those special window boxes. You know, the windows are, the views, as you're saying, are magnificent. And people are attracted to these windows. Um, they're some of the best views, I think, in Annapolis. And so when you go and you look out these windows, we've created window boxes that show images of what uh, that view looked like 100 years ago, 200 years ago. And what visitors realize is, is how much hasn't changed, that that history is all still there. And we hope that when people then go back down to the street and move around the city, 
They've gained a greater appreciation for those buildings because they know a little bit more about the stories about them um, and understand how, you know, so much of the historic fabric is still there, in part because the community has such a strong preservation ethic and in part through the work of Historic Annapolis. Well, I'd say a, a huge part in the work of Historic Annapolis. Yeah. But I, I mean, again, and, and what I thought was very amazing is that people that come here for first-time visitors, they may not realize how compact the city is. And I think that you, as you look out the window and you're reading, wow, how about the state house, the most, the oldest continuous use state house in the country and, and this and that. And it's like, Oh, it's, it's right there. It's a block away. It's, it's just oh. one block in that direction. Gee, the Naval Academy is one block in that direction. Gee, we can walk to the, you know, the Banneker-Douglas Museum two blocks in this direction. And, you know, and a short little you know, water taxi ride or a, a walk over to Eastport and you're at the Maritime Museum. So I think that is a, is a discovery for visitors. But what we hope is um, for residents, too, who come to visit to learn the story of their community, that they realize – I mean, many of them that, wow, there's a lot to do here that, you know, we don't need to go, you know, down to Charleston. We've got, you know, amazing stuff right here in our own hometown. We, we get so jaded when we live in a community. And I mean, you know, I, I've got a laundry list of things that I can complain about and, you know, and everything else. But we do become very jaded. And I always try to make it a point to do Two or three touristy things a year, okay, for lack of a better word. Be a tourist in your own hometown. Exactly. Um, because there's always something new that I'm going to learn. There's always and there's beautiful exhibits that are always changing. Banneker Douglas has amazing uh, exhibits that they rotate. Hammond Harwood House opens a beautiful new exhibit every year. Um, they just opened one on Charles Wilson Peel. Um, so there's this incredibly special um, place that we live in. And it's not just the same exhibits all the time, but we have this opportunity to see all these wonderful changing exhibits every year. Hey, here's a question for you. We'll throw this out and see if you got this history question right. Out at the point of the Naval Academy, right where the harbor meets the Severn River, there's the Trident Light. Um, do you know what's unique about that light in particularly the base? Well, I wish I had Glenn Campbell, our senior historian, with me right now, because I bet you he does, because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so this, this I is re- be enlightened. <laughs> and, 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 and I will say I learned this on the uh, Wilma Lee with the Annapolis Maritime Museum and Park last summer, or maybe it was the summer before. I think it was the first season that they got her. Um, there is a canister embedded in the concrete down there, which has water from every sea, all the seven seas. Wow. That was gathered there, and that was placed in there. And I'm like... That's freaking cool. And you wouldn't have known it unless you had gone on the no, Wilma Lee, no, right? No, being, being, being the little tourist. I mean, at one point, you know, I, I know it was a watermark tour. One time I was taking the Miss Anne or something like that where they were saying that uh, way back in colonial days, waterfront property um, was no good. You wanted to live at the top of the hill right. away from the water because they would take their raw sewage and, you know, toss it into the gutter and it would go down. And by the time you're on the waterfront property, I mean, you're, you've got everybody else's stuff running the down. Water, the, it was the waterman's space. It was the, those who had a little more money wanted to live, you know, more elegantly up on Church Circle, you know, up on Duke of Gloucester Street. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And I do encourage everybody always to take a look and whether it be through the historic Annapolis Museum at 99 Main Street, or as you mentioned, the Banneker Douglas Museum, or you look at the Hammond Harwood House, uh, you know, certainly the William the Pega House, House the Bryce House when it gets yeah. up. And-, <laughs> and we just reopened the, the historic warehouse, which is down um, near City Dock. And there's all brand new exhibits there as well, as well as that uh, amazing model that shows City Dock in the late 1700s, early 1800s, very detailed. Um, and that's just reopened and that's free. Where is, that? Where is that? It's literally right be- between um, McGarvey's and Iron Rooster. 
the, the historic warehouse is right at the base of Pinckney Street, right there. Interesting. Okay. That's I'm, an HA property. And like I said, I, I brand writing, new exhibits there. Writing that down, that is on my list of things I need to do next time I'm strolling around yeah. down. Well, city like time. you said, you know, for, for people, especially who live here, you never want to lose your sense of wonder that as you wander these historic streets, um, to never lose um, sight of how incredibly amazing Annapolis is and how beautiful um, and, and special um, in terms of, you know, because of the community's um, commitment to its historic preservation. Right. No, you guys are done a thing. The museum, again, the one thing that I that struck me as well was that it was not the, and I'll get in trouble for using the term, but it was not whitewashed in that it was like George Washington slept here and, you know, you know we've got the William Peca and we've got, you know, and all of this little colonial history, which is all tied up in the little history books, but it was all inclusive. It turned around and you talked about the history of Cars Beach, so um, when, which when, was when out I, there, the I, old Fourth Ward and everything else, yeah. which I think was wonderful. When I arrived, I think that's um, what struck me most is that uh, Annapolis has an amazing history and it's uh, an incredibly diverse history. And so it was really important to me to reach out to the community, to talk to people um, who've lived here for generations, um, whether it be Irish immigrants, German immigrants, uh, the African-American community, um, Jewish immigrants, Italian immigrants, Greek immigrants, Filipinos. Uh, And so I was introduced to various um, community leaders who then introduced me to particular families, residents, um, who were so gracious um, to open up um, their family archives, to share the images, the family photos, as well as some family objects um, to help to illustrate their family's stories. And so, yes, it's, it's, it's a broad, inclusive story. It is, I think, you know, um, a true story of Annapolis, where um, you're getting that a diverse story right from the beginning, and the community's um, story is all interwoven. And so even, uh, as I said, it's a chronological story that goes right to the present. And so it was very important that when children come, particularly as, uh, as school groups, particularly those who come from elementary schools right here in Annapolis, that they see themselves in it, that Annapolis is diverse today. You know, who are, uh, who are the new arrivals uh, here? And that they see themselves, that this is their story, that this is their town, that this is their town's history, and they're part of it. And all of us today, you know, are tomorrow, we're, we're tomorrow, we're, we're history. So, yes. you know, um, it's, and, and for people to know that, um, and to feel um, that, you know, as, that, that, that all of the stories are Annap- of Annapolis are shared in this, you know, broad overview of the community's history, that everybody sees themselves in it. And we called it Annapolis, an American story, because so much of the community's story is in many ways a mirror of the nation's story. Uh, Annapolis, you know, there are deep connections um, to the national story, you know, in terms of the the revolution, in terms of, you know, uh, home of the Naval Academy, as well as the civil rights movement, but that also as a community, it mirrors the, the, the history of so many other American communities. And so that, that kind of double entendre that's in that title, Annapolis, an American story. And, and it truly is. Again, you, you know, we have, there are some, we'll say darker sides of Annapolis's history. Uh, as, I mean, as there as are in the nation's every, every, history. Everywhere. Exactly. And, and, and it, that is true of the nation's history. And so, yes, 
in the museum, there is a recognition and acknowledgement that this was a segregated community. And we look at the Jim Crow era, and we look at segregation in education, in entertainment, Cars Beach. We look at uh, uh, segregation in the medical community. In particular, we look at the story of uh, Dr. Dr. Aristide Allen Allen and his wife, Dr. Faye Faye Allen, uh, and their work in the medical community, um, serving the, the, the black community, particularly in parole. And so we look at all of these stories and we acknowledge um we acknowledge the history right right no and 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 i think that you've done it very well and very beautiful i mean i think this is a welcoming uh exhibit a welcoming museum uh to coin a phrase from county executive Pittman, but for all (laughs) um to use because this is not just a uh place for visitors. It's a place for residents. It's a place for all residents to come and, and take a look and, and learn a little bit because yeah. you will learn. Children, grandchildren. And I think also um, what I really love um, when uh, County Executive uh, Pittman, when he made his remarks at the grand opening, he said, I'm not a museum person. And a lot of people aren't. Uh, he said it was just a wow experience for him. Like he enjoyed it so much. And I thought if we've hit a wow with, you know, someone who says, you know, point blank, I'm not a museum person. I don't like museums. Um, for him to say it was a wow, I was like, that is that really pleased me because I thought, well, we must be doing something right. You know, we are even engaging those who don't think they want to be engaged. <laughs> true, true. Well, you, you go through there. I'm sure you don't see many people looking at things like stroking their chin going, Hmm, I like I like the way the uh, you know the flowers reflect the sunlight or whatever. No, and I think what, what people really love is um, some of the interactives. So we have what we call spinners, and they're fast facts. So it's that kind of quick information um, that you want. You know, who was Annapolis named for? Who who settled here first? You know, um, we look at the Native American community. Um, we also look at uh, fast facts like. Um, that the Naval Academy moved to Newport, Rhode Island during, you know, the Rev- uh, excuse me, during the Civil War. So it's these fun facts, and you get them by spinning these little um, spinners, uh, is what we call them. And again, people have fun with it. And then um, there's a timeline that wraps every single room, and people are loving it because it's lots of just little fast facts, trivia, uh, trivial information that people find so fun. So you know, there's there's an image of a horse. If you go and look at, at that, you're looking at the storytelling about, you know, horse racing uh, and the history here in the United States, in particular, its roots here in Annapolis and that George Washington used to come to Annapolis to, you know, to bet on the races. <laughs> and and right, right now there's probably 20,000 residents of the city going, horse racing in Annapolis? Yep. I thought yeah. we had to go to Laurel for that. No, nope. out on West Street. And George Washington was one of those placing his bets. He kept a very precise diary. And he even notes, you know, when he came, how much he bet, what he lost. <laughs> how, how much he won, whatever, yeah, admitted, whatever he, it may I be. I think he lost more than he won. I think that was part of the, part of his, his distress. Well, I'm, glad that bit of, I'm glad that bit of history sort of stayed with Annapolis. It goes with our police department. We, you know, you'll, you'll come with less than you came with. <laughs> um, just to give the police department and the parking a little bit of a hard time. But you've also partnered up with all of the other museums or most of the other museums in the area. And, you know, everybody does something a little bit differently. And deeper. I mean, so what we've done at the Museum of Historic Annapolis is we've given visitors and residents a, a broad overview 
of the community's story and its connections to the national story. So it's big spotlights. It, throughout the exhibit, we have what we call um, the partner site icon, and it reappears throughout the exhibit telling visitors um, where they can go to learn more. So if you want to learn more about um, the age of elegance during the colonial period in Annapolis, go to the William Paca House, go to the Hammond Harwood House, where you can learn more, you can do a deeper dive. If you want to learn more about um, African-American history, go to the Banneker Douglas Museum. If you want to learn more about the Naval Academy's history, to go out to the Naval Academy, a maritime and environmental history, go to the Annapolis Maritime Museum. So we encourage people to start at the museum where you get this great overview, but then to go out and based on your interests, explore more. And I think what visitors as well as residents discover when they come to the museum is how many other places there are to go in Annapolis and how many other stories there are where they can do these deeper dives. I'm sure a bunch of people that are listening are going, wow, I didn't realize we had it. Pega, <laughs> you know, they're just sitting there counting on that and everything else. But you know, looking looking as this is now opening as the uh, and the unofficial title of the lead pusher through her, you know, you sort of push this through, through everything. What makes you smile the most yourself now that we're done open and? What makes me smile the most is to know um, that I think that historic Annapolis is, has ha- helped to bring forth um, a full robust, diverse, and inclusive history of this community. And I think also what makes me smile is when visitors come uh, and residents, that they have this wow experience and say, I didn't realize this history, and I didn't realize the incredible connections of Annapolis uh, to that larger national story. And what I'm most grateful for is the community's involvement itself. That if this is a wonderful museum and if the exhibit is a wonderful exhibit, it's because the community came forward and helped to tell the stories. They shared their images of the old Fourth Ward. They shared their images of immigrant uh, ancestors uh, who came first to this community. Um, And so it's, it's a wonderful storytelling that's been brought forth because the community got involved with it. And there's never been a real cohesive story, it, it, I, I feel, anyhow, that tying it together. There have been bits and pieces. Okay, I can go to the Banneker Douglas Museum. I can go into the William Peca House. I can go to the Naples Maritime Museum. But to sort of tie it all together and see how they all... Yeah, at the Museum of Historic Annapolis, I would say, is the place where you know visitors and residents get the answer to the question... Where can I go to get, you know, the overview story of Annapolis? Well, you can go now to the Museum of Historic Annapolis and get that overview. Right, right. Yeah. How, how was it built? Did I, I mean, obviously, Historic Annapolis is a nonprofit. Uh, your membership based in grants and donations and everything else. But, I mean, was, it was, was this all done with private money and, and grants? It and- was done through private donations as well as through grants and partnership, uh, you know, uh, grant money, including the National Park Service, um, the IMLS, uh, as well as private donors. So we, we had significant uh, – and all those donors are listed. There's, there's right. so many of them. Um, there's a plaque. All, they're all given credit. Um, but, yes, in partnership. Um, through donations made uh, through um, private donations, as well as through grants um, from granting organizations. Yep. That's great. Who curates all the stuff? Our curator is uh, Robin uh, Maddie Gower. She's an incredible uh, curator. Um, she brought together 
amazing objects that um, are, are, some are donated, some are on loan. And I really encourage people to go to the museum and uh, the objects alone, you're looking at um, uh, things from the, the, the revolution. And there are some incredible objects that are one of a kind that there is no other example of um, that you're going to see in the museum. I know uh, I saw a, a sewing machine from the Naval Academy from their tailor shop back in, and I'm going to totally stumble on whatever year it was. But the, the, the sewing machine is on loan from the Naval Academy Museum, and it originally belonged to Henry Ciccarone, who came to Annapolis um, as a teenager from Italy, um, began to work um, as a tailor um, at the Naval Academy, and then spent his entire career there, and ultimately became such a precise tailor. He was even doing tailoring for U.S. presidents. Um, and so uh, we actually were talking to members of the Chicarone family. They were sharing their story and uh, photographs of the family. And during that same time, Robin was talking to the Naval Academy as well. And when they mentioned this sewing machine, we were so excited that it was Henry Chicarone. So we were able to bring together that amazing storytelling that the family was sharing with this object that was in the collection at the Naval Academy and that they were willing to then loan us. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a, it's a great story. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's, you said some of these are on loan. So, I mean, obviously the museum itself is a, a moving, living thing as well. And I know you had mentioned that it's from the earliest days to the current days so everybody can see themselves in it. This is my town. This is my thing. And, and I do know that you cover the Capitol shooting, which perhaps I think is probably one of the most recent. Yeah, and it, I was going to say, and, and we were really um, very honored um, that we have now on loan the Pulitzer Prize that was given to the Capitol Gazette uh, right. in 2018. Um, you know, so, I mean, this is, you know, except for the youngest of children, uh, this is something that, you know, people realize this is history this is our this is our town as as dark as the day was in june but it's it is part of our history yeah. it's there and you know it's going to be updated i'm presuming i mean i don't know whether you're kicking yourself in the butt because now with the uh, elktonia beach acquisition now that's you know now we've acquired that and we're able to restore you know keep a piece of that history living and be able to use again um but i mean obviously the when you the part of the display where you're talking about Cars Beach and how it was a huge African-American go-to place. And uh, I mean, that's obviously going to have to be updated. At right. Some and point. what's wonderful about the way the exhibits designed um, and visitors, you know, not visitors don't usually notice exhibit design, but if you do notice what they'll see is that everything is individual pieces. So we can update any particular uh, information in the exhibit by just replacing a single part of it. We don't have to redo the whole museum. I don't even have to redo an entire room. Everything is individual pieces. And so you can update text, you can update image. If there's additional scholarship that comes forth on a particular subject, all of that information can be updated. And then also we have a community gallery um, where we will continue to rotate stories. So we'll maybe do an exhibit on a particular individual or a neighborhood, a club, uh, an ethnic group, a faith community. Um, we'd love to get kids involved, school groups involved, where they can curate their own exhibit about their school oh, cool. or about a family history. Um, so that is a rotating, what we call it a community gallery that'll, that'll constantly be rotating. So there'll always be a new exhibit in the museum. Most of the exhibit is a permanent exhibit space, but there will always be a rotating exhibit as well at 99. Main Street. That's fantastic. Well, let's sort of get down into somewhat of the nitty gritty. Can the community help you 
I mean, do you look? Do you are you looking for volunteers? I mean, the the easy thing is yes, become a member of Historic Annapolis, and memberships are fifty dollars a year for a Mem- single. Okay, and membership for is, a- is I think it's an incredible bargain because as a member um, of Historic Annapolis, not only are you you know committed to the mission of preserving what this community has in terms of its history, um, but membership also provides you with. Um, Unlimited access uh, to the museum, uh, unlimited access to uh, the Peka House, uh, especially the garden. Uh, Not this office, though. Not this office. Anybody can call and visit me. I'm happy to meet with anybody. Um, But no, in terms of just, um, you know, especially if you have family coming into town to be able to then bring them over, you know, over and over again, or just to be able to sit out in the Peka Garden in any season. And just, you know, it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful special place. place. And as a member, you can just come over anytime, you know, drink a cup of tea out in the garden. You know, it's uh, it's really a very special. Plus, with membership, you know, you get all these discounts for our, our lectures. We have virtual lectures, um, which you can, you know, tune in when they're they're live. But we also send you a link so you can, you know, watch it you, anytime. you can watch it anytime you want. So you don't have to make a commitment to a Thursday night at seven o'clock or Tuesday night at seven o'clock. You can basically get the link. So there's lots of benefits to membership uh, membership at HI. But in the museum, are, you, are there can people volunteer to help? Or? So we are always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for people who would like to be docents, and you would serve as a docent at the Peka House as well as the museum. Uh, we're always looking for uh, via. SAs, if people would like to become, you know, a paid uh, visitor service okay. associate uh, and, 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 you know, be at the front desk at the Peka House or um, the new museum and offer tours. Um, so we are always um, looking for people to join us, um, whether as members or as volunteers or as docents, um, VSAs. So we, we love to hear from people. Um, well, you can check all that out. At really, probably the easiest website I've ever heard of, Annapolis.org. Annapolis.org. I was going to say, so easy to remember. It's Real very Uncomplicated. <laughs> Real simple. The museum is a paid museum yes, uh, to get in. Okay, the admission is ten dollars. Um, With so. lots of discounts, we've got discounts for AAA's members and military members and uh, seniors, uh, children, there, families. There so there, it, it is a ten dollar um, adult regular admission, but there are lots of uh, lots of discounts right, as well. Right, and the hours are Monday through Saturday from ten to five. Mm-hmm. Now, now that you're not open, just the weekends that yep. you were for a little bit, and then Sunday from eleven to five. That's correct. Which is. Um, you're wonderful. And I mean, I do suggest that you go there, spend an hour going through the museum and get a game plan and take a look and see what else we have. Uh, when you're up there on the second or third floor of that museum, looking out the window, literally at your feet, um, laid out right in front of you and and explore our town. Maybe take two, three weekends, maybe whatever it may be. Uh, the weather's getting better. Um, and to come down to City Dock and to, to walk around and just enjoy this special town that, that, that we live in. And like you said, to, to check out, you know, a museum each weekend or once a month. I, I think people will be very surprised if they're not aware of how much there is to do right here in this hometown. I've been threatening my girlfriend that we were going to grab a, uh, a B&B, maybe like at the Flag House Inn or something like that for a weekend and just totally come in blind. Yes. And say, okay, so Marty Carmel, what what should we do? And and see what Annapolis has to offer from the the sight of a visitor. Yes. It's um it's wonderful. But I want to talk a little bit too as we start to wrap up, but historic Annapolis and all the different things that you've got. You mentioned you know, all the perks that go along with the uh with the membership. And membership honestly is a bargain at fifty bucks. I think it's seventy five dollars. Sure. 
for a fam for a family. Yes, and it goes up from there. I mean, you can get some. I mean, I think you do the the. We have circles. You do the $100,000 a year membership and they, <laughs> you know, you, you get a free party or something. You yeah, know, but- we, we have some special circles um, where you can be part of the curator's circle if that's your interest. Uh, we have a family circle. We've got the garden circle. So there, there's some special interest circles, sure. which are nice also because it connects you to people who have shared interests. So, you know, uh, if we go on a, a kind of a field trip to, you know, places outside of Annapolis, um, you get to get on the bus with, you know, sure. others that share your circle interest and make new friends. Sure. <laughs> But there are some signature events that Historic Annapolis does. The Mother's Day plant sale is waited for year-round by people who, you know, are There's gardeners. nothing that you guys offer that's not waited for year-round, okay? <laughs> let's let's be real that's here. That's true. You're <laughs> absolutely right about that. <laughs> uh, you know, you look, you look into June, you've got the Peka Girlfriends Party, which yes. was a the brainchild of Judy Herman, who said, you know, we need to have a fundraiser for historic and beautiful garden, right? I mean, you know, why not use the garden to, you know, people love it. And what a great event the Peco Girlfriends is. Yep. And you look into the, into the fall when the, the guys got all ticked off that they couldn't go to the Peco Girlfriends party and they got blazers, bourbon and cigars. And you know what? We welcome, you know, <laughs> women are welcome at that. And men are w- certainly welcome if they want to show up at Peco Girlfriends. We won't turn anybody down. <laughs> um, you've got Annapolis by Candlelight, which may or may not be happening again this year. I understand. But we're kind of watching, you know, just the situation because when people, are so gracious to open their homes to the public. Obviously, you know, you want to make sure that um, it's safe. So, you know, we we certainly have missed it um, these past couple of years. We offered it virtually, um, but there's nothing like no, there's the experience not. of walking the streets, um, you know, on that, that call, a cold, crisp evening air and, and you know, just feeling, you know, the vibes of, you know, Colonial Annapolis at night um, and, you know, going into some of these older homes um, and, and getting a chance to kind of, you know, peek in and see what, you know, these, these homes look like. How, you know? the, how, the, how the other half lives. Yeah. And, and just, and the, the historic character of so many of them, you know, to really get a chance to see inside, you know, we get a chance to walk past them, but you sometimes wonder, you know, gee, I wonder what it looks like inside and to see those historic, you know, fabric uh, mantles to see, you know, right. the woodwork, the beautiful floors that many of them have. Right. And you get all catty in the kitchen. Oh, I don't like the way they did those tiles. And, you know, <laughs> you, you can, you can do that as well. And, you know, perhaps my favorite, and it's not, I don't think it's an official um, event that you guys put on but my favorite time is on july 4th in the, the naturalization uh, ceremony, ceremony in the right garden. here and we're hoping that we will be able to bring that back this year we're already talking um with the people who help coordinate that and of course the fourth of july there's no better fourth of july celebration than at the in the peka house and the peka garden as well as hogshead um these places come alive we have historic interpreters um so maryland day is always a great uh, wonderful weekend last weekend we have uh the fourth of july coming up and then you know really people should always be checking the annapolis org website because there are things uh, on so many weekends um, at the Peka House um, and at Hogshead, uh, and they really are, are wonderful, wonderful events um, with living historians that basically do all this fabulous interpretation, and it's not just limited to certain holidays. Um, in the spring and the summer, there's lots of events going on here that people should really check the website on a regular basis. Well, that's fantastic. And the last thing I've got on my list here is that the Historic Annapolis store has closed. Yes. Um, and that is that now. The, and I know that they had a big sale to get rid of all the stuff that was in there. Is that online? 
sale going to go on until they're out of inventory? No, um, inventory will be transferred to the museum um, at 99 Main Street and to the William Peka House. So um, things will be able, uh, people will be able to purchase. purchase some things. It will not be a gift shop per se anymore. Right. It will would be museum store type of things. So okay. books that might interest people, um, some special things like um, the collectible uh, annual uh, holiday ornament. Um, those traditions will continue, but they will be offered through the museum um, location as well as at the Peka House. Okay. Well, that store actually started out at 99 where the museum is, and then it slid down the street down a couple store, a couple doors to 77. Um, what are you guys going to do with that? Are you looking to rent it out? I can give you 1500 a month for it. <laughs> You'll have to talk to, to, to uh, Robert Clark about that um, and what the future plans are for 77. I, like I said, I'm the VP of education. My, my focus right. is always on educational right. programs. And right now, 77 Maine is, is not on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Note to self, give Robert Clark call on 77 Main Street. Looks like a great place I could pick up for about 1500 a month. <laughs> Mary Angela Hardwick, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, again, everybody, get out to the Historic Annapolis Museum at 99 Main Street. You will not regret this at all. Um, it's a, it, it's just a different look at the history of Annapolis, and it integrates everything that the other museums are doing and this wonderful city that we have, which is a living, thriving museum itself. And you have done an incredible job, you know, putting it all together with your team and the curators and I was going to say the, I, the carpenters was, it, and the. It was an know. incredible team effort. I mean, the, the team of our senior historian Glenn Campbell, our curator Robin Maddy, uh, as well as you know others here at HA. I mean, there's so many different roles. I mean, a museum takes so much effort to put together. Um, Everybody at HA really had a role in it, as well as then our wonderful museum uh, exhibit designers, um, Design Minds, um, and our fabricators, Colorad. Um, all of these individuals coming together in such an incredibly positive way, um, as well as our um, AV people, Hillman and Carr. So just incredibly fabulous, talented people at HA, as well as incredible, wonderful people that worked with us. And I think um, that when visitors come, so many people say, wow, I, I didn't expect this. This was a lot of fun. This was really interesting. I learned a lot, but I had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> true, true. If I talk to some of the team, would they tell me you're a bridezilla? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Fantastic. Get out to the historic Annapolis Museum, Annapolis, an American story, 99 Main Street. Uh, the best value you can get um, for $10 or less. As Mary Angela said, there's plenty of... Uh, discounts that are out there and really dig, dig deep into the history of Annapolis because it's really fascinating. Um, a lot more than what you may cursorily, that's a tough word for me to say, see uh, just walking around and it really does tie it all together. And I want to thank you for your leadership and bringing it to us and certainly historic Annapolis for, you know, all of their continued commitment back with uh, St. Clair, Wright And, you know, where it all started to, Hey, we've, we've got something good here. We need to keep it. And, everything that you continue to do. And I look forward to visiting that time and time and time again. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure talking with you, John. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. 
And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.